Hi everybody, I wanted to welcome you guys to It Is Well with Alicia. I hope you're listening to episode 2 and the title of this episode is Lessons Learned and Cinderella Complex. So Lessons Learned is pretty self-explanatory. I'm just going to go into the top 5 lessons I learned in the last 5 years. In Cinderella Complex, the inspiration behind this episode was um, a clip in God's Not Dead where the pastor is talking to Mina about her relationship and how she feels and I could completely relate to that. So I'm going to play that clip for you guys and I'm going to talk about how I, on a personal level, relate to that. So once again, you're listening to It Is Well with Alicia Hope and I'm Alicia Hope and we're going to go ahead and get started. Alrighty, so the number one lesson I learned was work on yourself and your relationship with God before starting any other type of relationship. So the reason this is number one is because God's number one. And I'm really trying to make him the number one priority in everything that I do. Whether that be a job or a relationship or anything. But right now we're talking about relationships. So if he's the center of it, we have to think of it like a triangle. Where the two ends are... I've seen a diagram where the two angles, the two bottom angles, are you and your significant other, and the top is him. And the closer you get to him, the closer you get to each other. And I think that's the way he intended it, was he wants us to really put him at the center of everything we do. Put him at the forefront. You know, go to him with the the problems that we have. Go to his word. Go to his teachers, like the teachers that he has appointed to teach his word and to teach his standards. And I think that would be a, that's a huge lesson and a huge piece of advice for anybody, including myself moving forward in any future relationships. I want to make sure that he is the number one priority That he is at the center and that we are both aiming towards the same thing. And that is him and the kingdom. Alrighty, and for the next lesson, I want to first read Isaiah 60 verse 22. And it says, The smallest family will become a thousand people, and the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. And that brings me to my second lesson, and that's going to be, it's not a race. And it's not on our time. It's on his time. Like, he literally says, the smallest family will become a thousand people. Whenever he wants, he's going to make it happen. At the right time, he'll make it happen. So, when I was 19, I was engaged, and... The reason I rushed that relationship, and I know 100%, like, looking back at it, I rushed the relationship because I got stationed in Crane, Indiana, and there was about seven or eight other people there, and all of them had families. I kid you not. And I was like, oh, man, like, I feel really lonely. Like, uh, there should be something. Like, I should have a husband. (laughs) I really thought that, and I was like... 
Okay, so I started a relationship. Well, I didn't start a relationship, but, but I got into a relationship with a great guy. He's an amazing guy. And we were together for a few months, and then we got engaged, and obviously it didn't work out, but I think it's because I was the one that was forcing it. Not forced. Yeah. I was the one that was forcing it. I was the one that was ready to go, ready to rock and roll, let's get married, let's start having kids, let's do this, this, this. But I think God really slammed on the brakes and he was like, no, it's not the right time. <laughs> and he says at the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. So whenever it's it's really going, whenever it's really the right time, he's going to make it happen with the right person. And that's it. There's no, <laughs> there's no stopping it. So the next lesson I learned is don't make compromises on the important things. And I want to read you guys a quote that I found. And I don't know who said this quote, but it goes, When you have to start compromising yourself or your morals for the people around you, it's probably time to change the people around you. And that, like, really struck me because you shouldn't ever have to compromise yourself or your morals for anybody, especially in a relationship. So whenever, this is advice to myself, whenever you get into a relationship, figure out what they believe in, and if it doesn't align with yours, then there's really no continuing. I mean, and I have, the past five years, I have compromised so, so much. Like, I would just be like, oh... It's okay if they're not Christian. It's okay if they don't believe in God. It's okay. Maybe they'll what they one day will. Like God brought this person to me. That is literally what I would think. I would think, oh my gosh, this is the one. But the one that I thought was the one didn't line up. Like his beliefs didn't line up with my beliefs. And so it's either going to make you guys really clash or crash and like veer off into different, onto different paths. Like you have to think long term. If this person, first of all, it says it in the Bible, do not be unequally yoked. But it says that for a reason, if this person does not believe in God and say, you get married and you have children and you're trying, You, of course you love your children and you love your spouse and you want them to be in heaven with you one day. One day, you, somewhere down the road, y'all are going to come to a stick in the road where you have to talk and you have to have that discussion and you say, you know what, I want our kid to believe in God. I want our kid to read the Bible. I want our kid to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want that for him or her. That's why the best thing to do is to have the conversation head on. Or, well, maybe not like on the first date, but within the first few, 
weeks, maybe a month of talking to each other, you should be talking about what your beliefs are and where you see this going. So if you guys have the same beliefs and you can go down the right path and it'll be a lot easier in the beginning to do it than it is to wait and give it time and end up on the wrong path. Alrighty, so before I tell lesson number four, I'm going to go ahead and read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is, Love is the greatest. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, it would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then... I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Now, Paul wrote these in 1 Corinthians to the Corinthians, telling them, like, love is the greatest. And something that a lot of people talk about is 1 Corinthians 4. 13 chapter or chapter 13 verse 4 where it's really talking about what love is love is patient love is kind I mean you guys hear that at weddings and you really think to yourself like I want that at least I do I want that kind of love someday I want like the love of a parent to their child. That's what I think of when I think of this kind of love. Like, me personally, my mom is the most patient and most kind person in my life that I've ever met. And that's the kind of love that I aspire to have with my significant other someday. So, lesson number four is just continuously strive to be a 1 Corinthians 13 kind of person and strive for that kind of love in any and every relationship that you have.
Alrighty, before I get into my fifth and final lesson, I want to go ahead and play the clip that inspired this episode. So we'll go ahead and get that from God's Not Dead right now. I remember sitting in my apartment in Indiana and watching that movie and seeing that clip for the first time in probably five years and literally playing it over and over and over again and recording it on my phone and just taking it all in because I felt as though I was in a similar situation. And what I had done is I had put my sense of self-worth in how this guy was trying was making me feel. And just like the pastor said, he said that's an unstable foundation. Like our sense of self-worth as human beings as women and men, shouldn't come from anybody but ourselves and God. I mean, God made you. He created the entire universe, the mountains, the ocean, and He knows every single hair that's on your head, every single tear that you've ever cried. Every single thought that you've ever thought, your story from beginning to end, he knows that. So he should be the person who tells you about your worth and what your worth is. And what he tells us what we are worth is we're worth dying for. And at the end of that clip, he says, to the wrong person, you'll never have any worth. But to the right person, you'll mean everything. And I want to reiterate that over and over and over again. I want people to get that into their brain. Mainly myself, I want 
to know that to the wrong person, you'll never mean anything. You can do whatever you want to do. You can drive however many miles to go see them. You can send them as many gifts as you want. You can write as many letters as you want. You can do whatever you want, but to that, if that person is the wrong person, it's not going to mean anything to them. And y you'll know. Because when the right person comes along, you will mean everything. Just waking up will mean everything. James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The biggest lesson I've learned is to be grateful. For the hardships, trials, and storms I faced within those past relationships because it strengthens the most important relationship in my life. And that's all I want. I am loved by the master of the universe, and so are you. What I've done means nothing because my debt has been paid. If you choose to believe it, yours can be too. You can be made new. The creator of the universe loves you so much. Anyone who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God is willing to forgive you of everything you've ever done. All he asks is that you accept him into your heart as your Lord and Savior. If you should choose to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you feel as though you've backslid and you want to recommit yourself to him, I want you to say this prayer with me. God, I know I'm a sinner and my sins have separated me from you. I am truly sorry, and now I want to turn away from that sinful life, and I want to turn toward you. Please forgive me. I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, died for my sins, was resurrected from the dead, is alive, and hears this prayer. I invite Jesus to become the Lord of my life, to rule and reign in my heart from this day forward. Please send your Holy Spirit to help me obey you and to do your will for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I think we'll end here. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. To God be the never-ending glory. I hope you guys have a wonderful, blessed day, and until next time, Love you guys. Talk soon. Bye. Once again, thank you so, so, so much for tuning in. I want to encourage you to tune into the next episode, episode three, where I will talk about what methods I use to guard my heart against all the things that life just throws at me every single day. Um, I am so grateful for each and every one of you. And I can't wait to talk with y'all next. Bye.